Chilson Motors with Gene Chilson, our sponsors of our Wax Farm Show podcast. At Chilson's Corner Motors of Cadott and Chilson Chrysler Dodge, Jeep and Ram, we have an excellent selection of certified pre-owned Ram models to choose from. Purchase a certified Ram and receive our 7-year, 100,000-mile warranty and its factory-backed coverage from Ram. A certified Ram offers a great deal of confidence and peace of mind with a 7-year, 100,000-mile warranty. And we now have a great selection in stock and ready for immediate delivery. And ready to get those farm chores done. Absolutely. To see all the models, call, click, or visit Chilson's Corner Motors of Cadott on the corner of Highway 27 and X or Chilson Chrysler Dodge on Business Highway 53 or visit us on the web at chilson.com. And remember, let our family take care of your family. Hey, did you know Bluff Country is located in Mondovi? And it's your locally owned hometown feed and seed supplier. Whether it's your pet or your business, they have the products and service that you need. They even offer agronomy services from seed to fertilizers and chemicals and even feed and forage sampling. Bluff Country Feed and Seed is your hometown feed and seed supplier. To learn more about Bluff Country, check out their website at bluffcountryfs.com. It's the Wax Midwest Farm Report podcast with Joe Welke, Kristen Smith, and me, Bob Bosold. Good morning to you. It is Monday morning here at Wax, and it is August 1st. In case you weren't sure, today is the first month of August, which means in just a smidge over a month and not even a month for some schools, kids will be going back. Oh, as a mom, in a way, I can't wait for them to go back to school. But at the same time, it's nice having them at home. Little little housework is getting done while I'm working, and they're actually doing stuff. So that's kind of nice. But I think it's time for some of those kiddos to get ready to go back to school. And it's just a fun time of year. It's August. We're well into fair season right now. Lots of stuff going on. And we've got some good news to report in agriculture regarding Ukraine and their grain. So we'll be talking about that a little bit later on. Plus some other news, markets, weather. Right now we're at 69 degrees in the Eau Claire, Chippewa Falls, Menominee area. We did get some rain on the overnight. Nothing too crazy from what I could tell on my drive-in. The deer were moving this morning. Five deer and one raccoon. Not a family this time, just a single raccoon. But otherwise, five deer all made it safely across the road. And yeah, so it was a pretty good morning. We've got a lot of stuff yet to go on. We've got a rainfall report for July from the Coleman'sburgers from Loyal. So we'll be talking about them coming up in a little bit. Agriculture. It's a Wisconsin way of life. Wax 104.5 and the Midwest Farm Report. It's a Monday morning here at Wax 104.5. We've got a busy morning ahead of us. You know, it's kind of interesting. Last week, there was three of us inside the studio, myself and Jill and my daughter Mackenzie came in. And this week, I'm running solo. Nobody's here with me, but that's always a lot of fun, though. Jill's at home, I guess, doing whatever she's doing, probably chasing around Charlotte the skunk. My daughter's in bed sleeping. Right now, we got George Strait. He was just in Kansas this weekend. 5 o'clock on 104.5 FM, WAXX Eau Claire. We did have some friends that went to actually see George Strait this weekend down in Kansas City, and from what they showed on Facebook, they were great seats, great show. They said it was a show of a lifetime. 
So some interesting stuff. We might have to put that on the bucket list. Get George Strait to come a little closer this way. But we've got to check in with some morning news this morning. Let's check in and see what's going on. NBC News Radio, I'm Mark Mayfield. Pennsylvania Senator Pat Toomey says a proposed Democratic bill to curb inflation would do just the opposite. This bill, the corporate tax increase, is going to slow down growth, probably exacerbate a recession that we're probably already in. Speaking on CNN's State of the Union, Toomey claimed the bill would do nothing to reduce the nation's deficits. The Republican said the so-called Inflation Reduction Act would only make inflation and the recession worse. Toomey called it a disaster. Kansas is going to be the first state in the nation to vote on abortion access after the Supreme Court overturned Roe v. Wade. Primary voters in Kansas will vote Tuesday on whether to strip abortion rights from the state's constitution, which would likely lead to the legislature passing a statewide ban. The amendment would override a 2019 Kansas Supreme Court ruling that residents in the state have the right to terminate a pregnancy. Miami-based Carnival Cruise Line is among those changing COVID protocols after the rules for cruise ships have been lifted by the CDC. Here's Dina Kodiak. Starting this Thursday, Carnival says it won't require pre-cruise testing for vaccinated guests sailing five nights or less. Pre-cruise testing for itineraries six days or longer is still required. I'm Dina Kodiak. Around 2,000 Northern California residents are under evacuation orders as the McKinney Fire continues to burn out of control near the Oregon border. It erupted on Friday. It has already charred more than 51,000 acres in Siskiyou County, making it the state's most destructive wildfire of the season. California Governor Gavin Newsom declared a state of emergency to allow for more emergency response efforts and access to federal aid. Containment was still at 0% as of Sunday. And President Biden says the nation lost a trailblazer with the death of actress Nichelle Nichols. The actress who played Lieutenant Uhura in the original Star Trek TV series and in six movies passed away on Saturday. Nichols made history by being the first black woman in a major role on a primetime TV show. You're listening to the latest from NBC News Radio. The first voice of agriculture in Wisconsin for over 35 years. Wax 104.5 and the Midwest Farm Report. Well, let's talk a little bit of news this morning, shall we? Some good news from overseas. The first ship carrying Ukrainian grain has set off from the port of Odessa this morning. The Sierra Leone-flagged cargo ship Rosoni left the port of Odessa for Lebanon and is carrying over 26,000 tons of corn. The ship is expected to reach Istanbul tomorrow, where it will be inspected before being allowed to proceed. Now, according to the Turkish ministry, other ships are also due to depart Ukraine's ports through the safe corridors in line with deals signed in Istanbul on July 22nd, but did not provide further details. The deals also allow Russia to export grains and fertilizers. I was looking that up a little bit over the weekend, kind of following that news story a little, and they said, hey, we're going to... On Friday, I believe it was the Ukrainian president was at the Black Sea ports. He was looking at things, making sure, you know, ships were getting loaded. And one of the captains said, hey, we're going to have them loaded before noon yesterday, which was Sunday. And, yeah, one left this morning. So that's some good news there. And some other interesting news. The Wisconsin Beef Council's Beef in the Classroom Grant Program is getting some high praise for its effectiveness in reaching young people. The program helps family and consumer science classes as well as agriculture teachers buy beef products to be used in high school classes across the state. Specifically, the grants help teachers strengthen their lessons about lean beef selection, storage, prep, and nutrition by having funds available to buy and prepare that beef for their students. Grants for the 21 to 22 school year were fulfilled in 130 classrooms, reaching over 9,000. 
thousand students. That's pretty amazing stuff there as well. And we've got a lot of stuff coming up yet here on Wax. We've got the weather that's coming in soon. Wax 104.5 and the Midwest Farm Report. You know, some kind of interesting information here real quick. We're going to be looking at the weather here in just a minute. But I had to kind of giggle this morning. I'm looking at this rainfall report from the Coleman'sberger brothers in Loyal, Greg and Danny. And now when they say it is the July rainfall report, they sent this last night at 11.59 p.m. So you know this was the full July rainfall report. But they received 1.92 inches of rain in July, only two-tenths the last two and a half weeks. The high was 88 degrees on July 18th. The low was 46 degrees on July 25th. Corn was tasseled and forming cobs. The beans look good. Third crop is about a week away from cutting. And that looks good despite the shortness of rain. We'll be having more rainfall reports coming in as the month goes along. But thank you to the Coleman'sberger brothers for that report. Well, let's take a look at some weather, shall we? We've got today, it's going to be a cloudy day with a high of 81. Tonight's going to be clearing off with a low of 59. Tomorrow, there's a chance of some thunderstorms with a high of 89. Tomorrow night, again, scattered thunderstorms. There's a chance there with a low of 74. Wednesday, probably going to rain because it's going to be 90 degrees. Wednesday night, though, mostly clear and a low of 60. Temperatures around the area right now, we've got Medford at 67, La Crosse at 71, Marshfield at 68 degrees along with Rice Lake, Green Bay is at 72, Wausau is at 70, Madison 71, Milwaukee 72, and right here in the Eau Claire Chippewa Falls Menominee area, we are at 69 degrees. We've got your morning markets, those are coming up next. Farm markets are brought to you by Rural Mutual Insurance. Rural Mutual Insurance. Keeping Wisconsin strong. As the number one farm insurer in Wisconsin, Rural Mutual Insurance is rewarding their farm policyholders for their loyalty and commitment to Wisconsin agriculture through their farm dividend program. The farm dividend pays up to 5% back on your farm premium. Visit RuralMutual.com to learn how you could qualify. Rural Mutual Insurance. Keeping Wisconsin strong. For those who work in acres, not in hours, Wax 104.5 and the Midwest Farm Report. And let's take a look at our morning farm markets again brought to you by Rural Mutual Insurance. We've got your choice fed beef steers, $1.37 to $1.49. Your mixed, $1 to $1.36. Your choice fed beef heifers, $1.35 to $1.43.5. Your mixed, $1.20 to $1.33. Choice fed Holstein steers, $1.23 to $1.43. Your cows are at 65 to 97. Bulls, 58 to $1.07. Butcher hogs, 82 to 92. Sows, 65 to 68. Boars, 10 to 30. And your new market lambs were a dollar to a dollar twenty-five, with your feeder lambs seventy-five to a dollar ninety. Looking at the Mercantile Exchange, live cattle for August is at one thirty-six forty-five. That's up twenty-seven cents. October's at one forty-two twenty-two, up forty cents. December's at one forty-eight fifteen, up thirty-seven. Feeder cattle for August is at one seventy-eight fifty-seven, up a dollar fifteen. September's at one eighty-one fifty-five, up a dollar thirty-five. October's at one eighty-three seventy-two, up a dollar. Lean hogs for August is at one twenty sixty five, up a dollar fifty two. October's at ninety seven twenty two, up ninety cents. December's at eighty seven eighty five, up ninety two cents. And looking at the Chicago Board of Trade, we've got your December corn 
down nine cents to six ten. Your December oats were unchanged on the overnight at four forty three. Your November beans were down eighteen cents at fourteen fifty. October soybean meal was down five dollars and eighty cents to four fourteen ninety a ton. Your December wheat was down eight at eight seventeen. Looking at the dairy side, things turned around. We got your barrel cheese up four and a quarter cent to a dollar eighty-eight and three quarters. Your blocks were up three cents to a dollar eighty-eight. Your double A grade butter up three and a half cents to two ninety-nine. And looking at your class three futures. Now July closed out on Friday, down two cents at twenty-two fifty-two. And then the markets, we got some good news. August up twenty-four cents to twenty forty-one. September up 48 cents to 2031. October up 38 cents to 2056. November up 32 cents to 2077. December up 31 cents to 2056. And the markets were upward trending through June of 23. Again, your morning markets brought to you by Rural Mutual Insurance. We're 16 minutes after 5 o'clock on a Monday morning. And taking a look at a little bit more news for you. This last week, U.S. Senators Tammy Baldwin from Wisconsin, of course, and Chuck Grassley of Iowa introduced the Farmland Security Act to increase scrutiny over foreign investments in American agricultural land. According to the Wisconsin Ag Connection, the legislation ensures that the American people in Congress can address the impacts foreign investments have on family farms, rural communities, and the domestic food supply. The Agricultural Foreign Investment Disclosure Act requires foreign entities to disclose their purchases of American agricultural land. Current reporting shows that foreign-owned agricultural acreage has nearly doubled in the past decade. However, the data that has been collected is incomplete and inaccurate. In fact, investigators estimate that the foreign ownership of land is nearly double current figures. The measure would require the secretary to report to Congress on foreign investments in agricultural land, as well as publish all prior year disclosures of foreign investments in such property. So we'll be keeping an eye on that scene. What all happens there? Kind of some interesting stuff. Well, Bob is traveling far and few between. You know, he's off and about on his fabulous farm tour. So he's not here, but he did have a chance to speak with Ben Steyer from Menominee. And we'll be hearing from him. Possible trips coming up for him. Something new, something different. So we'll be hearing from Mr. Bosold coming up next on Wax. The crack of dawn never sounded so good. Wax 104.5 and the Midwest Farm Report. The world is opening up and some folks are traveling. Ben Steyer, of course, Ben from the Menominee area, Alpha Lawn Dairy, and former president, just immediate past president of the Wisconsin FFA. I tell you, you didn't uh, have much time from FFA convention to go home and wash your laundry and pack <laughs> up. Where did you go? We just got back from a trip to Scotland, Ireland, and England for a little bit. A dairy judging trip that was originally supposed to happen in 2020, but like you said, happened a few days after the state convention. So it was a lot of fun, but I'm happy to be home now. And that was one of those trips where Dunn County has been successful as far as judging. And there was a group that went over there a few years ago, your sister, one of them. But tell us how you qualified to go over there. So our team won the World Dairy Expo judging contest in 2019. And as I said, then we should have gone in 2020, but of course things got postponed, but things had a way of working out. We were able to go this year and it was a really neat trip. And then there were also some students who qualified through the FFA national contest with national convention. And then there were some students from 2019, 2020 contest, and even this most recent year. Were you guys, your entourage, the only ones from Wisconsin or were there other ones from Wisconsin? 
There were a couple other Wisconsin teams. One was a Manitowoc County team that won the World Dairy Expo Contest for 4-H this year. And then there was a team from Polk County that won for FFA at National Convention within the last few years, too. Well, tell us about your itinerary. Where'd you go? What'd you see before we talk about the specific judging? We saw lots of things, as you can imagine. Probably eight or nine different dairy farms while we were over there, which is really interesting. I wasn't expecting them to be so different, but when you consider... Oh, what do you mean by different? <laughs> the climate was one thing that struck me. I mean, we were low 70s, and that was about the warmest it was going to get. So they can't grow corn or alfalfa or things like that over there. It's a much grass-based diet. So that was really interesting to see how they have a lot more grazing and things like that even feeding fermented grass as kind of a silage um, and how because of that they need more time on feed, shorter time to milk. And they have similar labor issues over there that we're seeing in the U.S. So lots of management styles that are a little different than what we see over here. And then um, we also were able to see a lot of the different more tourist type things going to several different churches when we were over there in London. We were able to go to Big Bed and go on the London Eye and see everything. And then in Scotland and Ireland too, a lot of the really beautiful landmarks, going on the Ring of Kerry in Ireland and seeing the coast and a lot, of the, a lot of the different greeneries. Lots of very beautiful things that I won't forget for a long time. When they say 40 shades of green in Ireland, they mean it, don't they? <laughs> exactly. I think a lot of times on the bus we had about a foot in between the hedge on the side and the road and that it was green all over the place. It was rare to not see green grass or a hedge and see either blacktop or dirt in a place. Let's go back to the dairies. How big were those dairies and what were their milking systems all about? I'd say the average size we saw was between 150 and 200 cows of the, of the dairies we toured and we saw a lot of swing parlors where they swung the unit back and forth between the two sides. Uh, we saw 150 cow rotary parlor and then a couple parallels as well. So a few different systems, nothing that was too different from what we have over here. Um, but then a lot of the cows were on pasture and they would bring them in for milking. Or if they were in the barn, they only spent a little bit of time in the barn and then they were out on pasture for some time too. Well, you got a chance to talk to dairy farmers in Ireland, that part of the world. When you talk to dairy farmers, it doesn't take long to have them tell you what's wrong. <laughs> what's wrong in Ireland or what's, uh, what are they uh, challenged with the most? One of the challenges over there is the weather, being that it's pretty wet all the time. Trying to find some feed that they can put up for the winter, even though it doesn't get very cold or snow very much at all. The grass doesn't grow as much, it kind of goes dormant. Finding times when it's dry enough to mow and cut and do all that stuff was one of the challenges they talked about. And then labor, as I mentioned too, finding people that want to work on the farms and milk cows and all of that stuff. It seemed like kind of a challenge that we heard about throughout the entire trip. So what are they doing for hired labor? I mean, around here, it's hard to get high school kids anymore to come and milk or, you know, we don't use them to make hay anymore for the most part. Are they uh, getting foreign help in and where are they coming from? Some of them that we talked to had employees that actually kind of specialized in milking cows, but they'd work for a few different farms. Because the milking only took an hour or two, they'd milk at three or four different farms and travel and go about it that way. Um, and then because the farms were around 150 to 200 cows, a lot of them, it was mostly family that was doing it. We didn't hear too much about foreign employees. Um, I think a lot of them were either family or some of those traveling ones that would serve a few farms. Did you drive down the road and see many empty barns like we see around here or there are a lot of dairies over there yeah not too many i would say it seemed like 
we saw a lot of pastures, especially that had cows in them. And if there weren't cows there, there were sheep. <laughs> Lots of sheep around too, but not too many empty barns and not a ton of wood, mostly stone, things like that. So you don't, you know, you think of the traditional red barn, it's just not something that you see over there. I was going to say, driving around Ireland, how many million miles of stone fence you think you saw because they do make their fences out of stone over there it's beautiful ben steyer is with us from alpha lawn and menominee area dunn county past president of the wisconsin ffa just back from europe and some dairy judging competition how many shows did you judge at we judged at two separate shows one was the main one the royal highland show in scotland that the trip was kind of built around and then the other one was a smaller show that they held in ireland kind of what we might think of as a county fair type style mm-hmm. of show and then they had kind of an exhibition thing with machinery and different implement dealers and so that one was smaller but we had those two and a different style of judging but still really interesting and fun to participate in what do you mean a different style of judging for our classes we had five minutes to judge the cows and at our national contest here at world dairy expo we had 15 and then for the reasons classes we had either six or seven minutes i'm not completely sure Uh, but they flew by nonetheless and tried to get notes down and all that in the short amount of time was a challenge and then we also judged in lab coats white lab coats and all the exhibitors wore lab coats while they were showing whether it was a sheep or a beef cow or a dairy cow Um, so that was interesting too but kind of fun for a little bit (laughs) so tell me about the royal show in, in scotland does that compare in any way shape or form with the size of world dairy expo or what do you relate it to i think it was a little bit smaller than world dairy expo being that scotland as a whole is i mean they said it's like would rank 42nd or 43rd out of state size and so when you're pulling cattle from that area like i don't think you can have quite the size and scale but still uh, a nice show. They had a lot more beef cattle than dairy cattle, um, but still the dairy cows that were there were pretty high caliber. Um, and then they do a lot of, like, not pomp and circumstance, but there's a formality to the show, and especially with the beef cattle and a parade of champions. And so it's a neat element that we don't always have with shows over here, but then it's nice for the public to see all the animals on parade, and they... It's a quite a big deal to be at the Parade of Champions and out in front of everyone with the different breeds. And that was Ben Steyer from Menominee talking with Bob. And, you know, that is kind of interesting how they show differently over there versus here and just the fun things he's gotten a chance to do. But we've got to keep moving along. We've got some more markets coming up. And again, thank you, Ben Steyer and Bob Bosold. We've got to head to Premier Livestock. So we got Travis Park coming in. In just a little bit in this morning's markets will be brought to you by... Our weather, brought to you by Chippewa Valley Bean of Menominee. Chippewa Valley Bean, the world's largest kidney bean processor, based right here in Menominee, Wisconsin, wishes all the great Wisconsin farmers a productive and successful end to our 2022 growing season. With harvest just around the corner, it's the perfect time to be looking ahead to next year's rotation, which could include kidney beans. Kidney beans are competitively priced and highly profitable, making them a great addition to your rotation. Call Ben at 715-664-8342 or visit them at cvbean.com to see if growing kidney beans is right for you. Wax 104.5 and the Midwest Farm Report. We are at 5.30 this morning, which means a half an hour until 6 o'clock. And we've got to head check in with some markets. We're going to head over to Premier Livestock in with the and check in with Travis Parr. Good morning, Travis. Good morning, Jill. So we've had a really busy week last week. Fill us in. Catch us up. What's going on last week's sales and then coming up this week? Sure, we can do that. 
Good morning, everybody. This is uh, kind of the way the livestock did trade uh, for the most of the week last week. Started out on a lower market pretty much all the way across the board. Uh, ended up a little bit higher uh, on Thursday here. So I'll give you a recap here what we got going on from Thursday. Uh, the high yielding market cows uh, last week, uh, Thursday, did trade kind of from uh, 82 all the way up to $96 on uh, a couple of real high yielding beef cows. Most of the market cows, though, did trade from 65 to 81, and then low yielding cows, 64 and down. Certified organic cows uh, from last Monday and Tuesday, uh, 86 to 115, low yielding cows, 85 and down. Uh, into the fat cattle market, a little higher on Thursday, uh, high on choice, uh, prime Holstein steers, 121 to 130. We did top at uh, 136, low in choice, select Holstein steers, 110 to 120. Choice beef steers and heifers, uh, 125 to 138, and then low choice and select uh, beef steers and heifers, all trading from 124 and down. Dairy uh, cross uh, beef steers and heifers, 121 to 133, topping at 137. Unfinished uh, mixed grading cattle, 109 and down. Bull market pretty pretty much remains steady, 90 to 115 in most of the market bulls. The planter quality um, bulls kind of bring 85 and down. Baby calf market uh, remained a little bit uh, weaker all week last week. Most of the Holstein bull calves, 70 up to 135. Holstein heifer calves, 10 to 30. Beef calves, a uh, good market again on them, 150 all the way up to 365. And the light and off quality calves pretty much did trade from $20 for head and down. Uh, getting into this week here today, we'll start with our market cattle at 11 o'clock, uh, get into the baby calves about 1 o'clock. Tomorrow on Tuesday, we do have our special bred cow uh, breeding bulls uh, and uh, feeder cattle sale um, that will start at 11 o'clock. If you do have any feeders that you like to sell, that market remains pretty good. Um, give us a call to get them cattle consigned. Uh, Wednesday, 9.30, we'll start with a hay sale. 11 o'clock, we get onto the dairy dairy portion of that sale on Wednesday. If you got any dairy cows, spring and heifers, uh, milk cows, whatever, um, please give us a call. We'll get them uh, consigned and advertised for you. Then on Thursday this week, uh, starting at 11 o'clock, we'll get into the sheep and goat sale. Uh, starting at 11, 12 o'clock, uh, we get onto the baby calves. And then about 1.30, um, we get onto the market cattle on Thursday. Uh, coming up here at the end of the month, our next uh, machinery sale, August 26th. If you have any machinery, uh, like to get consigned, you can bring it over, give us a call, um, get it consigned, and we'd uh, be glad to glad to get that on the list for you and get it get it advertised. So, got a very busy week again this week, chill the way it looks, and um, we're going to get started at 11 o'clock today selling uh, selling cattle, and, and we've been uh, getting a lot of calves. So, uh, one o'clock we'll get out of the baby calves today. So. We'll uh, be back tomorrow morning to tell you what all happened today. Sounds good. Yeah, Jill will be in tomorrow morning. And, well, yeah, she'll be here Tuesday through Friday. And I'm just here just on Mondays, so always kind of fun. Well, good. Thank you all for right. that update. Sounds and good. we will catch you later. Sounds good. Thank you. There he goes. That's Travis Parr over at Premier Livestock in Withy. We've got weather, news, markets, and actually we got to check in with some weather right now. We're going to head over to our Skywarn 13 meteorologist, Derek Dahlman, and see if he's ready for us. Good morning, Derek. Good morning, Kristen. It's hey. been a while. Yes, bright and early. I swear everyone is on vacation. I know. I, I apparently missed the memo somewhere that I was supposed to go on vacation. I know. <laughs> I, I mean, Bob Bosold's gone. Bob Gallagher's gone. You got Mike Dandria gone. Uh, we've got our market guys are gone. I'm like, I miss I miss the memo too. I'm taking vacation the rest of the week. That's it. <laughs> I think we should. But first, we got to know. So last night the weather was kind of weird. Mm-hmm. All of a sudden, and I washed my car. Oh no. That's what happened. I washed my car, and then the forecast changed, and it got rained on. 
Yeah, unfortunately, we had the cold front slide across. That's what's produced those uh, showers and storms overnight. But luckily for today, things are going to start to dry out. We do have some low-level clouds across the area. Those will hang around through at least mid-morning, not going to roll out some patchy fog. Otherwise, for this afternoon, increasing sunshine will be breezy. Winds from the northwest at around 10 to 15 miles per hour. And those temperatures expected to be right around average at around 81. Going into tonight, much of the same quiet weather, mostly clear skies. Guys, we'll see those low temperatures drop off to around 59 degrees. And then for tomorrow, as a warm front does approach from the west, not going to roll out a spotty shower or storm. Otherwise, again, mostly dry, lots of sunshine, highs into the upper 80s, that humidity increasing as well. Our best chances of showers and storms coming Tuesday night into Wednesday with a mix of sun and clouds for the midweek. And we are going to see those high temperatures topping out at around 90. I'm Skywarn 13 meteorologist Derek Dahlman. So does Mother Nature have it out for me? Why is it every time I wash my car, it rains? Even when it said it wasn't supposed to rain. Uh, you, you must just be lucky. Oh, that's luck? <laughs> I, I, I would say bad luck, but... <laughs> <laughs> well, I guess it could have been worse. It could have been like really bad storms, and like hail damage or something. But yeah, I don't wash my car. We have beautiful weather. I wash it and it rains. Well, luckily, I'd say you're good to go for the end of the week. Plenty of sunshine there, no rain concerns. So maybe hold off till the end of the week, and I think you'll be fine. All right, sounds good. I'll hold you to it, too. It sounds good. <laughs> Thanks, Derek. Yep. There he goes, our Skywarn 13 meteorologist, Derek Dahlman. And your Skywarn 13 weather is brought to you by Marquardt Motors. Marquardt Motors would like to thank their valued and loyal customers, their hardworking employees, and the surrounding community for making Marquardt Motors the largest General Motors dealership in the state of Wisconsin. We've got weather, news, markets. We've got a busy morning yet. Feeding information to the folks who feed you. Wax 104.5 and the Midwest Farm Report. Well, we are about 22 minutes before the 6 o'clock hour now. We've got to check in with some more morning markets. We're going to head over to the Equity Altoona Barn and check in with Jim Lindsay. And Jim, catch us up. How did the sale go? Choice beef steers and heifers, $1.20 to $1.38 with a top of $1.41. Choice dairy cross steers and heifers, $1.18 to $1.36. High yielding choice and prime Holstein steers, $1.24 to $1.28. We had a top of $1.29.5. Choice Holstein steers, $1.14 to $1.23. Select underfinished heavyweight oversized steers and heifers, $1.13 and down. Top 20% of the cold cows sold from 77 to 93. We had a top of 95. 60% of the cows sold from 57 to 76. The bottom 20% of the cows sold from 56 and down. All feeder sales are live on Cattle USA. If you have any questions about how to register as a bidder on Cattle USA or to consign cattle to upcoming sale, feel free to give us a call at 715-835-3104. To check out our early consignments, go to the Equity Livestock Market Consignment page and click on the Altoona Market. This has been Jim Lindsay reporting from Equity Livestock in Altoona. Have a great day. Thank you, Jim, so much. That was Jim Lindsay from the Equity Altoona Barn. Now we're going to head over to the Stratford Equity Barn and check in with Jerry Fitzgerald. Good morning, Jerry. Well, Kristen, and a very good morning to you. And, uh, well, uh, we did get some rain last night over here, but I don't know how much. I did not hear it. I have slept right through it, so maybe somebody will call in and let us know how much we had. I didn't look at the rain gauge either, so what did you have? I, well, when I left this morning, you can't see much outside at 2 a.m., but um, I don't know. It was enough to get everything wet, but not like crazy. I mean, my sidewalk was dried off, and the roads were, for the most part, pretty dry, except on the shoulders where the gravel is. Well, we got, we certainly need some. I know folks are, are making hay and all kinds of stuff going on here in the summer, but uh, 
Yeah, a little bit of rain wouldn't hurt enough, and it's getting uh, kind of dry in certain areas, but I guess every place is a little different, and all kinds of stuff going on this week, too, again, as per usual. So, anyway, uh, well, at least we got a little bit. And how was your driving this morning? It was very nice. I saw five deer and one raccoon. Oh, wow. <laughs> <laughs> kind of a real blase morning, then, in it other words. It was. You know, it's kind of weird, because... You know, I drove in this morning. I'm on my deer watch. You know, as you drive, you got to keep an eye out for them. So I saw five deer, a couple vehicles, nothing crazy. Then one raccoon crossed. Last week, it was like four deer. I had my daughter with me. Jill was in here. And now this week, it's just me. And I'm like, oh, my gosh, this is so weird. Yeah, well, that's, uh, you, uh, <laughs> you can kind of get away with doing whatever you want this morning. Then. Well, exactly. The cat's away. He's on vacation to Europe. Yeah, I guess Bob was leaving this morning, so he has to hopefully have a good trip over there. And we'll probably be hearing from them. But in the meantime, we better tell the folks about what's going on at Equity Stratford this week. Sounds good. Catch us up, Jerry. Kristen, thank you. And good morning, everyone. And this will be the uh, auction schedule for this week here at Equity Stratford. Again, a full marketing week here as we do start here on Monday morning. Uh, get started right away this morning at 10 o'clock with the market auction. On Monday morning, we do sell market cows, fed cattle, and bulls. We'll get to those baby calves about 11.30 uh, uh, this morning, and we'll finish up with the market cattle this afternoon. Tuesday is a busy day tomorrow. We do start tomorrow morning at 10 o'clock with the hay and bedding auction. And uh, 11 o'clock tomorrow will be the market sale. And also, uh, actually, the uh, dairy auction will come first. Then we have the market auction, and that will feature organic market cows. We do sell those every Tuesday, along with the regular market cattle, also on Tuesday after the organics and the dairy sale. I'm going to do this week, uh, market auction starts at 10 o'clock with the uh, uh, market cattle. We do feature our fed cattle on Wednesday. Most of the fed cattle are sold here on Wednesday. Sheep, hog, and goats also. We do have that special bread beef cow sale coming up this week, Wednesday, August 3rd, 12 noontime start. Uh, we are the, we do have cow calf pairs consigned. We have bulls consigned. So if you folks uh, want to consign some uh, bread beef cows, bulls, just let us know. We'll put them on the consignment list for you. Again, that sale will be at 12 noon on Wednesday here at Stratford. On Wednesday, or rather on Thursday, auction does start at 11 o'clock, market auction and baby calves. So, again, um, we'll give the folks an update on the market trends. Uh, uh, last week, kind of mostly steady on the cattle market. Uh, calves definitely weaker on the Holsteins, uh, pretty steady on the beef calves. But, boy, it seems like it's been forever since I talked to you last time. Man, what time is really a lot of stuff going on all the time. I, it's always busy. And last time you told me that, you know, we had to charge everything to Bob at Perkins. I don't know if he got the bill yet. <laughs> well, uh, when he gets over to Europe, you can email it to him or something, you know. <laughs> <laughs> exactly, yeah. Yeah, well, I'm sure I'd get an email back, too. <laughs> All right, now, is uh, 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 of course, I will call you tomorrow morning, but Jill will be on duty tomorrow, too? Yep, Jill will be here Tuesday through Friday, and I'm just here on Mondays. Oh, that's correct. I almost forgot about that, too. And also, we do want to remind everyone, our friends over here, um, uh, the big fair in Wassa does start uh, yeah, tomorrow. Does The Wassa fair starts tomorrow, so uh, I'm sure you'll have the list of a lot of other ones. So, in the meantime, Kristen, enjoy the day, and we'll be back here tomorrow morning. Sounds good, Jerry. Thank you so much. There he goes, Jerry Fitzgerald, over at the Stratford Equity Barn. Keeping it rural. Wax 104.5 and the Midwest Farm Report. Well, we got to check in with some morning news. Morgan McCarthy joins us now. And Morgan, catch us up. What's going on out there in the news? 
Good morning. Here's what we're learning today. We start on the Apple River, a day of tubing turned violent after five people were stabbed, one fatally. The St. Croix County Sheriff's Office says a 17-year-old boy from Minnesota died Saturday. Four others were taken to the hospital with critical injuries. I'm sure that anybody that witnessed this uh, we'll never forget it. Now that happened on the Apple River. Police say an unidentified 52-year-old suspect from Minnesota is in custody without incident. Investigators now working to determine if the suspect knew the victims and what led up to the stabbing. He was taken into custody without incident. St. Croix County Sheriff Scott Knudsen says witnesses did help law enforcement locate the suspect. Formal charges not yet filed, but we could get an update on that case later today. In other headlines, authorities have identified the man killed in Saturday's motorcycle crash in Chippewa County. The state patrol says 64-year-old Randy Stewart died when his bike crashed on County Highway X Saturday evening. A trooper say it looks like Stewart drove off the road and wasn't able to recover. He ended up crashing into the ditch. On the political stage, Lieutenant Governor Mandela Barnes is officially endorsed for his U.S. Senate run by Wisconsin Democrats. That happened over the weekend. You can find more information on his campaign efforts online, 715newsroom.com. Meanwhile, more than 1,500 voters in our state have asked for a do-over. Spoil ballots are piling up. That's what election managers call it when voters change their minds and want to vote again, which is exactly what's happening after the Elections Commission say getting ballot callbacks. Tom Nelson, Alex Lazary, Sarah Godlowski all recently dropping out of that Democratic U.S. race for Senate. Election officials say it's prompted voters to ask to vote again as primary election day in the state is next Tuesday. And a Canadian company is searching for a professional taste tester if you're looking for a sweet gig. The uh, company is called Candy Funhouse, and they're looking for what they describe as the world's first chief candy officer. It involves tasting roughly 3,500 new products each month. And yeah, there is a salary attached to that. And it's National Girlfriends Day today. It might not be exactly what you think, though. Mark Mayfield, fill us in. It's a bit different than National Boyfriend Day, which is observed in October, and it's meant to recognize the love interest in your life. National Girlfriends Day encourages women across the country to get together and to celebrate their friendships. I'm Mark Mayfield. And to your best girlfriend in the barn, we send it back to Kristen Smith in the Midwest Farm Show on Wax 104.5. Thank you so much, Morgan. Some rough news there at the beginning on the Apple River. It's always kind of tough when you have to hear that stuff, but it's part of the news. But at least we got some good news there. If you're looking for a new job, tasting candy. Now, if my household, that would probably be like the dream job, but, you know, maybe 10 years ago, now it's you know, not that I'm old, but I'm getting older and candy's not always as friendly as it used to be. But, oh, man, if it's chocolate, sign me up. I will take all the cavities there is out there. But we've got to get smoke going here. We've got more weather, news, markets. Still a busy morning. 11 minutes to 6 o'clock. Wax 104.5 and the Midwest Farm Report. Time to take a look at our morning markets on the Chicago Board of Trade. We've got your December corn down 9 at 610. December oats unchanged at 443. November beans down 18 cents at 1415. October soybean meal was down $5.80 to 414.90 a ton. December wheat down 8 at 817. On the dairy side, barrel cheese up 4 and a quarter cent to $1.88 and 3 quarters. Your blocks was up 3 cents to $1.88. Your AA grade butter was up 3 and a half cent to 299. And your class 3 futures for July, they closed down 2 at 22.52. August turned it around, came up 24 cents to 2041. September up 48 cents to 2031. October up 38 to 2056. November up 32 cents to 2077. December was up 31 cents to 2056, and the markets were upward trending through June of 23. 
Country elevators in the area. We've got Golden Plump in Arcadia at 617 for corn. Baldwin is at 622 and 1525. Durand is at 617 and 1520. Mondovi's at 627 and 1525. Elmwood is at 627 and 1530. Fall Creek is at 612 for corn, $15 for beans. Osteo's at 632 and 1530. Elk Mound is at 622 and 1505. Sparta's at 656 and 1487. Ellsworth is at 1495 and 602. And your ethanol plants in the area. Boyceville's at 662. Stanley's at 669. New Richmond's at 664. And that's a look at your morning markets. And now we're going to be hearing from Dr. Dan Undersander on minimizing leaf loss. Once again today, Dan Undersander, our state forage specialist, joins us on our next Grow Alfalfa Update program. Dan talked last week about leaf loss and how much that's costing you. But how do we minimize that leaf loss? And Dan, I guess that's the question. How do we keep those leaves so it's uh, working the way it should through our animals? Actually, some fairly simple management things that we tend to overlook, uh, particularly as we get busy and and get hurried. Let's start with one simple thing. Uh, Farmers should look at the leaves on the ground before they mow the field. And if they're seeing significant leaf drop from the alfalfas, then perhaps they should have considered putting a fungicide on to minimize that leaf loss. And now would be a time to go out and look at the fields for the last cutting of the year. We also find that fungicide on the last cutting uh, tends to uh, enhance the plant health and increase green up and growth in the spring. So do look for leaf loss in your standing alfalfa before you mow. The second thing is uh, in terms of mowing. Of course, first off, a roller conditioner rather than a flail conditioner because a flail conditioner is for grasses, a roller is for alfalfa. Recognize that a flail conditioner will knock off 3 or 4% more leaves of alfalfa in the harvesting process. Then think a little bit about the way that we handle raking and mowing. It's important, of course, to put hay in a wide swath to have it dry rapidly. Uh, When we go to merging swaths for the baler or chopper, we should uh, realize that the leaves on the very surface, if we've had sunlight, uh, are probably over-dried and a little bit brittle. So raking with a little bit of dew on the hay is a good idea to try to hold those leaves in place. And then the final thing... With regard to baling or chopping, recognize that the leaves on the surface of the windrow that were in the sunlight are going to overdry and be brittle. And so a couple things. One is some farmers have actually sprayed a little water on the windrow prior to baling or chopping just to wet them down. It's a little bit like the dew machines that have been sold out west. But the other and the most important thing is to make sure that your baler or chopper pickup speed is the same as your ground speed when you're baling. If the pickup is going faster than the ground speed of the harvesting machine, then it is pulling the windrow apart, and as it does so, leaves are broken off of the stems and fall onto the ground. If your pickup is operating at the same speed as the ground speed, then it just picks up the windrow and feeds it into the machine and you have significantly less leaf loss. 
So do think about these. They're fairly simple little practices that can do a lot to increase both your yield and your forage quality and give you the forage that you need. Once you've got all the input costs in, you'd like to harvest as much as possible to get both a high-quality, high-yielding forage. Prior proper planning makes for a good hay crop. Dan Undersander, our state forage specialist, with us once again on our next Grow Alfalfa Update program. We're at 69 degrees right now, looking at a cloudier day with a high of 81. Tonight, mostly clear, low of 59. Tomorrow, chance of rain with a high of 89. Tomorrow night, again, some rain, low of 74. And Wednesday, rain, 90. Wednesday night, little clear and a low of 60. You've been listening to the Midwest Farm Report. Available at WaxRadio.com in its entirety every day. Brought to you in part by Bluff Country Feed and Seed in Montovi. And the Chilson family of brand dealerships, Chippewa Falls and Kadah. On-demand content at WaxRadio.com.